It is with great excitement that in 2021, we are blessed to have two new sponsors for the CT Startup Podcast. One of those sponsors is CT Next, an organization each one of our hosts, as well as many of our guests and listeners have had the opportunity and pleasure of interacting with. I'm going to let Glendalyn Thames, Deputy Commissioner of the DCD and Founding Executive Director of CT Next, explain what CT Next does for early stage businesses here in Connecticut. So what is CT Next? Our, our mission um, fundamentally is really to equip early stage companies and entrepreneurs with resources, guidance, um, networks to accelerate their, their growth um, and, and really creating an environment where our entrepreneurs can really start their business, grow their business and thrive in Connecticut and positioning Connecticut as the most desirable location in the country for an innovative company to build and grow and create jobs. And we do this, uh, you know, a few different ways, right? Um, one by, you know, really cultivating a network of public-private partnerships and really acting as a catalyst um, that supports entrepreneurs from ideation and growth to exits. Um, but then also, you know, providing direct funding to companies as well. So we have many programs um, that are non-dilutive capital to help accelerate kind of the early stages of growth of a company. Um, and then, you know, we, we offer uh, other programming relative to, you know, again, building that, that, in, that community infrastructure across our state. So if you think about, you know, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces where that, that dynamic knowledge sharing is happening and where kind of innovation actually starts and, and occurs. For more information, please visit www.ctnext.com. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. And we are back with somebody who uh, has been on the podcast before, I want to say two two times before, um, but uh, under a different name, not his his actual name, but under a business name. Um, and so Mark Lassoff is back with the uh, the program, but underneath the name of Framework Tech Media, right? Instead of learn to program uh, right. dot TV, yep. right? So Mark, how are you doing? Good. You know, if I could change my own name, that would make it very easy. Then I could just be someone different every time I come on. Well, you if can. You, it's just it's just a oh, process, true. right? You know, right. Like, like I actually just said, I just heard something that like uh, uh, De Blasio from New York. That's not not his real name, right? It's, it's something else. Or, it's not. Or, you know, no, no, that, that wasn't the name he was born with. Um, so is, this, is his real? Is, is he like 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 old Jewish entertainers from like the fifties? No, like, his again, real name it, is like Hiram Goldstein, <laughs> but he had to make it sound less ethnic. It is definitely something along those lines, but uh, again, it was it was one of those tidbits that I only I only uh, kept on to the fact that it wasn't his real name. So, um, and he changed it. But regardless, you you didn't change your real name, but you changed your business name. But uh, yes, I assume well, you're we, still we, down we the actually, same path. We actually right? sold off part of the business. Oh, really? Yeah, we sold off uh, some uh, the part of the business that did a lot of custom development to uh, to another company that does custom development in the education space. Um, and, and we agreed to function under a different name. So, uh, 
we weren't getting all of their uh, lead calls. Yep, yep. So I guess tell us where where have you uh, been with with uh, over the past couple of years? I mean, you, so you had Bridgeport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same place you've been before, right? Uh, we we moved out of New Haven um, because we could not control the temperature in our office. Um, so something that every business owner should know is that before you move into an office, test the thermostat and make sure it's actually connected to something. Ours was connected like those walk buttons and you cross the street. It was connected to absolutely nothing. We had no, if we wanted to change a temperature, we had to call the receptionist who would then call a guy. It was, I want to say it was an old building, right? So it wasn't one of these. One of the oldest. Yeah. The old, (laughs) one of the oldest, um, that guy is smoking pot out in his van (laughs) and then he'll come and tell you, God, it's hot in here. Yep. Yep. And that's, and then the next day it all happens again. So when you're trying to do video and it's approaching like 92 degrees in your office and you're buying little thermometers and taking pictures of them and sending them to the landlord, that's a bad sign. So finally we, we agreed to part. And uh, since I, I live uh, down more t- towards this side, I decided that, you know, let's let's be a let's be a Bridgeport company. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so the company has evolved outside. I assume it's it's uh, grown because you're not uh, so pressured with the heat and everything, you know, in, in the office. We've shrunk, um, actually. We've, we've shrunk, actually. Right now. Right now, we're we're, we're small and agile again. Um, I'm trying to find a way for this to become a media company, you know, that produces actual technical content that people want to watch that we distribute through all the different channels that people distribute through today. So that's really what I'm focused on. We still are, you know, monetized through courses. We recently um, became a partner with LinkedIn Learning, which I'm sure people have heard of. And we now are distributing a portion of our course library there. So, um, but really, you know, what we're working on is, is the publishing and how do we create content that people can consume through the channels they're used to consuming it, uh, YouTube, et cetera, that uh, they, you know, they learn something from and, and is fun. Mm-hmm. So I guess, where have you seen um, the interest come for your courses and for people to like, cause you're, you're teaching coding, right? You're teaching like the, we the- teach. So yeah, we have, we have essentially three buckets, web development, mobile development, and digital design. They, they, I mean, they fit together quite well, but those are the three areas that we focus on. So we're not doing like hardcore AI and blockchain coding. We're really more focused on things that have a practical outcome. Cause a lot of people just want to build an app or, you know, build their website and, and, and want to learn how. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you, are your people that are coming through your courses, are they primarily small business owners that are looking to rescale and try to do it themselves? Or is it somebody that is looking to become, you know, get to do that on a full-time basis for somebody else? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. So we're back in a position we were on early on in, in, in the business in that I'm not totally sure because again, most of our distribution occurs through distribution partners and we don't get the analytics necessarily on who's consuming our courses. We do get the check though, which is almost as important. <laughs> yeah, right. It's um, either the data or the money. What, what right, I mean, want? the sense that we get from surveys is we have a lot of second chance career folks who want to learn but can't afford to, or it's not practical for them to go back to school. We have a lot of folks who are hobbyists who are kind of toying with it. Like, oh, maybe I'll be a web developer on the side or um, people who have a project in mind that they want to build themselves and really want to skill up to, to do that. And then of course, you know, we, we have a, we have a, a large cons- contingent of like 
post post adolescence and you know kind of college age kids who are either augmenting stuff they're studying somewhere else or are you know learning it more directly you know as part of a menu of uh learning options outside of the university walls mm -hmm. so uh, um in terms of like the the learning kind of style or tone of this is this like what is the tone is this for the person that uh is it the traditional you know kind of learner um or or what like i mean is it like i mean i guess like what's yeah, the, i mean you know it's 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 a great question. I don't know that I I know that we concentrate on a particular style. I mean, there's only so many ways to present HTML. So what we really focus on is being engaging with our videos, having high quality production, activities that help people learn, and and fostering a sense of community among the people who, uh, you know, we are lucky enough to have choose us as as their as their education provider. Um, so that they so that they can uh, you know advance their careers and 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 kind of live live the uh, opportunities that they want to see uh, in their lives. So uh, you know, we don't really focus on like we don't really say okay you know we make videos for millennials. We you know our videos are are for everybody, um, and because we market in this kind of unique channel way in which our content is pushed out through LinkedIn Learning, Udemy, Pack, Safari, Technical Library, Cornerstone, all these different places. Um, I'm lucky enough not to have to worry about a lot of the marketing stuff. I market my 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 client are those partners, are the people who are selling courses either into the enterprise to direct consumers. So I'm worrying about keeping them happy, and then in turn they're selling to customers, mm -hmm. which is very freeing because what I enjoy doing, and I'm lucky enough to do what I enjoy, is making content, teaching. Um, making the videos, you know, being on camera. So I'm lucky enough at this point to be able to focus now 75, 80% of my time on that. Whereas before when we really became a big course publisher, it was, you know, 25% of my time on content and 75% of my time on, you know, whether or not Todd can go to the dentist on a Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. And, and I, I much prefer this. So, you know, we're very small. We only have a couple employees now, not that we won't scale up again, but, you know, we've got to find that right formula to, to get our media in front of more eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And then when you're wasting one or 2% being an HVAC technician, uh, you know, you, you just lose a lot of time, you know, right? Like you, said, you, <laughs> said, you just got to call downstairs and they would call the guy and the guy would finish his joint and then and then come up. <laughs> but you have to, but you, but you have to, you know, monitor the temperature and all that good stuff. Um, True, so. <laughs> I, I did have to monitor the temperature. I had to sweat, and then and at that point, I was above three hundred pounds, so the sweating was not pretty. And and again, there's a snowball effect to to, to everything. So, um, so I guess the 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 path of where you were, and you kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to get back to education and kind of where yeah. this whole thing is uh, a little bit in a minute. But kind of, you you kind of said like you're fortunate enough to do what you like doing, right? And you're you're doing and creating the content and so forth. So first off, some people have an idea of exiting, selling a piece of the business, or doing whatever was kind of selling off your business kind of side to, or the learning side, was that a part of your plan or was that just an opportunity that arose and you said, you know what, we're going to go down, down, down this path. Uh, now that we have that. I, I thought I was going to sell the whole thing and go fly Cessna caravans around the Caribbean. Um, you know, life, life doesn't quite work that way. You know, I got a huge <laughs> head start in online learning. Um, I was, I was, you know, one of the first out there doing this consistently. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, we had a lot of opportunities, some of which I made a lot of mistakes and squandered opportunities and, and got into financial trouble, dug out of it slowly and retooled the company. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a lively 10 years here, 11 years here in Connecticut. And, and also I got colon cancer during that whole thing, too. You know, that was that was part of the journey. But I mean, boy, it was fun. Um, I won't say this was the ultimate like intended outcome. But not bad. I mean, I, I don't have to necessarily worry too much about paying my rent. Um, you know, I, I, I like the car that I drive. I, I'm certainly not, you know, dot com billionaire wealthy. But, you know, I think being secure is, is important. And I, and I have that. And, and it's really enabled me to figure out now slowly what the next steps are and, and what I really want from this now at this point in my life. You know, when I when I started this, I was 36. Now I'm 47. Um, you know, that's a different different time of, 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 of life. And, and I'm looking at things a little bit differently. You know, um, at 37, retirement seemed, at 36, re retirement seemed, you know, eons away. And now it's something I think about. You know, so I mean, I, I won't say this everything gone exactly at the plan. No, you know, I, I, screwed up a bunch of stuff. I made mistakes, undid mistakes, had victories, lost stuff, you know, split with a, with a, with a business partner, got, you know, had employees come and go. I mean, so much has happened. Um, but, you know, I don't think I could be happier doing anything, but what I'm doing right now. And, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what you're going for, right? Yeah. It's, it's to be happy with your life, to, to be content, uh, have, have I, some security. You know, so I had to go to L I had to go to L.A. Uh, we have a client we're working with who's got some technology that's still uh, NDA and but we're already creating content and videos around it for their release. Um, and I'm going to be the instructor for like their developer facing content. So we're getting this all ready. So first time I've been on a plane since the pandemic started. And I was reminded of like all of these like 55, 60, 65 year old guys who are dragging their ass onto planes and miserable and flying red eyes and just look like hell. And, and, and <laughs> you could just, you know, there's, I just think I feel like I feel like a, like a negative energy off of so many people who are not doing what they want to be doing. You know, you can just tell it emanates from that, whether that's just spending time with their kids and grandkids and, 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 and spouse or, 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 you know, engaging in something that's meaningful professionally. So a lot of people don't have that privilege and, and I'm very privileged to be able to do so and very grateful to be able to do so now. So I'm not, I'm not gonna knock it. It's awesome. <laughs> Hey, yeah. And, and also, you, you know, you mentioned a bunch of stuff where, you know, the small business owner, the entrepreneur life is it's the ups and downs. It's fighting the different battles. It's having different yeah, but you it's, know, it's things. Not, but I mean, did you, did you see the thing on uh, the big investment bank? See, you, you can start approaching 50. Can't remember anything. It, well, that was the, that was the fact that you got out of it. Biz, big investment bank, right? So. No, no, the big, <laughs> the big investment bank. They just been in the news again. The biggest one. JP Morgan. Uh, um, I don't know, Goldman Sachs. What Goldman are they Sachs. Yeah. About they, the they, Goldman Sachs associates working 90, 95 hours a week. It's affecting their mental health. They hate their lives. <clears throat> so, I mean, not endemic to entrepreneurship. There are plenty of people who are miserable teaching kindergarten and miserable working at Goldman Sachs and, you know, miserable driving a bus. And then there are other people who are living their best life doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent. And I guess the, where, where I was going is that there's a lot of people that like 
to the outsider going through all those challenges for entrepreneur, they're like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm dictating it. I'm yeah. the one that's kind of like, you know, putting, putting myself down. And, but then there's other people who love to have a job that they go to, they plug in and they plug out. And, you know, and it's, I, and, you know, and it's kind of what I was going to say is that there's also one of those things about me, like last year I became an employee for the first time in a while, like and not of, of my own company. And, and, it, and it is a different, I, different I see kind that of you, you got the sweatshirt. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, see, I mean, it was awesome. Like I got, I, I got new clothes, you know, kind of a thing. And so, uh, so one of the things was that I'm not there anymore. I'm, you know, still doing kind of the entrepreneurial thing, still doing stuff with Trifecta, doing some, some side hustles. Um, but it's, it's, like I definitely got to a point where I was like, oh man, I could understand how this could work and not have to deal with all the other kind of stuff. But then I also, at some point I was like, you know what, I would, I'm way more happier trying to do my own thing or trying to create something else than doing that. I know, I now know I can go get a job whenever, whenever I need to, I can go get a job. Right. But well, you know, you're, you're, you're a 30 something, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm getting old. It's, it's wild. Like it's like, I'm in well, that. Right, I'm but, in that. But I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> I mean, when I was that age, you know, I didn't realize I was still getting to know myself and still learning about myself. And I, I don't know if you are or not, but I think, you know, there's a self-awareness in what we're talking about. My brother has this friend, Richard, from high school uh, that we all grew up in, in Westport, where, you know, expectations are very high. Um, you know, people in Connecticut know these kinds of communities. And Brett's friend Richard works for the MTA driving subway trains. And I got to tell you, for him, living his best life. Apps. I mean, this is what this this guy was meant to do. He is one of the just so happy doing what what he wants to do. And it also takes strength to do what you want to do and not what your family wants you to do, what your friends expect you to do, but to do what you truly want to do, whether that's, you know, being an entrepreneur or making furniture. You know, I mean, it's so important. And I think, you know, there's this, I think there's this kind of counter movement now, like, well, it's not practical to do what you like and do things you, and, and I find that, you know, people are much happier making $50,000 a year doing what they like than making 150 and, and being miserable for 60 hours a week. I, I just think you know, we need to refocus our priorities and entrepreneurship is one of the things that provides you with an opportunity to do what you like, which is now, you know, why I'm such an advocate, I think is it's, it's really the ultimate opportunity for self-actualization. It's the ultimate opportunity to give back and, and to live a life that's based on being grateful and having things that you, that you care about and, and, and enjoy. It doesn't mean every day is going to go great. I, I was telling you before we, we started the, we started the show that, uh, you know, this morning so far, let's see my, my, the, the, my basement of my condo is flooded with sewage. Um, you know, I, I had a, a miserable time getting a, getting a vaccine appointment because I became eligible, but I got one. You know, but I, I just I just think that more people need to go with what feels right. Go with 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 what they what they enjoy. Go fly a plane. Go, you know, go work with fast cars. You know, go do go do the things that that that, that you know excite your that, that make your heart beat fast. You know, the, the, so, I mean, someone else will work at the bank. They're not going to miss you. Mm -hmm. No, and I uh, I definitely agree with you. I would have to say that. So I'm 33 or about to be 33. Um, I would I would say that I feel like I know myself, but I just had a child this this past year, so I think you become you know start to know yourself a little bit differently and, and so forth. Um, uh, you know, interesting enough is that this past year, uh, top five hardest years of my life in terms of professionally, just everything going on. 
but also best year of my life. Like I spent more, I, I, because of the pandemic, I did spend probably way more time with my son than I would have because I would have been out and, you know, right. doing stuff. Um, I, I got a job and for my ego of an entrepreneur, uh, that was a big blow because I was like getting a job. I failed. Right. Like I, I kind of gave in. Um, but then I, the I, time, I used <laughs> to look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, I would, there was a point, I mean, maybe seven, eight years ago, I would judge someone for that. I, you know, I've, 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 I've I've changed a lot in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes the, the, the hardest years are the best years. Oh, for sure. And, and that's, it's actually interesting is that I came out of this, like, where like, I felt like I made that transition in my career. Like I had a transitional moment where I can still be an entrepreneur. Well, if I, but and also if there an opportunity rises where I'm an employee, like I'm, I'm going to take it. Like, I'm not going to kind of, sh- sh- you know, shed myself away from that just because of the fact of I'm not the owner, right? I'm not the founder. I'm not, you know, like that doesn't, I don't need that necessarily anymore because honestly, you know, like I have a family. That's great. Like, like that's, that, that was a big end goal for me and mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm in, I'm in the moment. So um, it's actually uh motivation change. They say when you, when you have a child and so you know, uh, I, I get it. <laughs> you, know? you know what too? I, I think being a founder only impresses other people in this very small space that it's, we're in. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody else cares yeah, they go, oh, you started a company. That's great. Uh, what's on the menu? I mean, you know, it's it's not I, I, I think it's it's you know, we use that. I've stopped. I've, I've taken that out of my title, um, you know, because really what I want to be seen as is 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 a, is is an, as an instructor and video host. And because and that's really what I want to be identified with. I want, you know, those 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 videos will will outlive this business and me, you know, and, and to me, that's what's important. I, I think we, we put too much stock in in that. And then, you know, like I, I, what I really like, and I used to do this too, was like, you know, you're a CEO, but there's no other, there's no C-suite. You're like, you are the C-suite. So you're the CEO, but you, you know, you're also the custodian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chief everything officer. You're just, right. you're just doing everything, you know? Um, yeah. And you know, I, I, I actually think that you're right in terms of the founder. I think that a lot of people are coming around to that. Um, and in the terms of like, that's not who I, it, that, that doesn't actually, equate to like what I am doing with this role or whatever, just because I'm the founder, I came up with the idea like that everybody else is doing important stuff. I, there's a team that I'm kind of doing this little project with right now. Um, and I was trying to uncover who the founding team was. So I wanted to just like try to get to the bottom of like why things started mm-hmm. and, and just to try to help craft a narrative. And they all kept on saying, well, I do this, I do that. And it's just like, hold on, who's the actual founder of this? Who started this thing? Well, and they're, and they're kind of backing away from, it. they're like, I'm a product manager, I'm an engineer, I'm this. And so I was like, I was, you know, it was kind of funny. And they, they kind of, went down the same path where it's like, we don't need, like, I don't need to put my name on it like that. Right. Like, and so, as you know, I was the first CTO of, of a, of a brand name tech startup. Um, but not the CTO who was there when they caught fire and, and were building essentially the, the products that made them famous. So the, uh, the whole original founding team, um, has been written out of the corporate biography. Um, and that used to upset me. And now as I get older, I'm like, eh, I still have some of the money. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> You're like, I still, I still benefited from the whole deal. Like, right. I, I mean, got... so I mean, what, what do I, what do I care? Who knows? Who knows what? You know, and 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 what I did, and and and, you know, I mean, I think it's uh, what's important. You know, I still do a lot of mentoring for Mass Challenge, and I feel like, you know, those guys don't even ask what my. They just assumed Mass Challenge like thought I was, you know, thought I thought I thought I made made the bar made the cut. They never asked me like what I did or, you know, how I, you know, they only care whether or not I can I can help them because they all feel like they're drowning in this startup, 
And, you know, can you say something that makes a difference? And, and in the end, it's that, that's, that's what it mm-hmm. is, you know? Um, so, yeah, so yeah. on the, on the mentoring kind of side, is that what, what over the past few years has changed about your mentor style or about kind of how you go about mentoring, uh, mentoring companies? Oh, I'm still a hard ass. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I was wondering, I wonder if you softened up that much. No, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> any, but I mean, that was, you know, for people who, who, who worked with me, you know, through startup weekend and, and, you know, companies that I mentored, I mean, no, I was a hard ass, but I think that's because only because most of the mentors were there, were not doing their job and doing their diligence and asking difficult questions that moved the needle. Um, since I have no interest in being anyone's friend, I made all my friends in 1978. I'm good with them, still have them. You know, I, I'm only invested in, 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 in growth, you know, when, when I'm mentoring. And when I mean growth, I mean, you, your growth as an entrepreneur, not necessarily growth of your bottom line. I mean, I, I actually had two companies in mass challenge this year that uh, that going through the mentor match um, requested that thought we were a good match. And I did not put on my list because um, I didn't believe in, in what they were doing. But I looked at it as, you know, hey, here's an opportunity to help them grow as entrepreneurs because maybe this doesn't succeed, you know, but, you know, what do they do next? You know, maybe the next one is, is something that makes a difference, you know, in, in, in the planet. So it's interesting. It was also interesting this year, of course, doing it all uh, all remotely via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you had the same kind of impact? No, I don't. I don't feel. I, I don't feel like you have the same kind of impact doing anything via Zoom. You know, the last two times we did this, we sat in the same room. We did. Um, you know, to me, that's a different experience. To, to me, I mean, it's 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 all uh, it's it's all like you know, video game chatter now. I mean, I just I just I don't feel like the authenticity is there. Of, of, of the real kind of interaction that happens when, to, when people are in the same room, which is also why I believe, I think this uh, escape from the office and no one's gonna go to the office again is, is a little bit overblown. You know, I, I think, first of all, I think homeostasis is a very powerful force and that, you know, people wanna return to a norm. And, and, and I don't think the trains are gonna be, you know, jammed next year, but I do think that people are going to begin to see the deficiencies of not being co-located mm-hmm. the the def- in innovation and the creative process in communication in team building i have a i have a very good friend out in minneapolis who will remain nameless um who this morning she's a she's a consultant in ed tech was forced to go to one of her clients events in zoom in costume as a harry potter character yeah, you look about as happy about it as she was. And, and you know, I don't react well. I, I think we do a lot of infantilization of people in the workplace. And I think that's one of those things. And she can't stand it either. But it was like, you know, this is actually worse than doing it in person somehow. <laughs> right. It's like in person that we can maybe have some fun with that. You know, but just like, I'm in, what is this? I have it. That'd be. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> So, I mean, this idea that, oh, we can work from anywhere and, you know, we're all going to move to, you know, Oklahoma City or Austin and then keep our big New York salaries. I just, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. And, and I there's, think New York no, and San Francisco will survive because there's so much draw there. There is. And there's a bunch of people that are willing to go in there and get the cheaper rents right now and hop in and, you know, kind of figure it out. Like there's was, a lot of people that are, that will go in, you know, as people exit. 
I was talking to a founder yesterday, a real cool idea, by the way, it's a, it's a software development stack that's in less technical stack for deployment and expansion of software products. So kind of no Cody kind of, is that like, it's a, not no Cody, but it's the idea is all of the DevOps stuff is much easier and like it'll detect the technologies and then deploy accordingly. It's just, it's much better than like Heroku were one of these that, that requires, you know, a lot of time to figure out and configure. So that's, that's what he's about talking. He's, he was in San Francisco. I'm like, you leaving? He's like, nope. Cause there's just such a center of gravity in these places. I may be leaving, but yeah. <laughs> everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that's the thing is that uh, each ecosystem, some of them are doubling down on, on it. Some of them are kind of shying away, but um, it's just going to ebb and flow. There's going to be people that move, move around, but it'll, it'll all settle down in, in, in the coming, um, you know? So, I mean, I think the, I mean, what's nice though, is, you know, is if, if I leave, I know the, the needle has moved in Connecticut. Um, they finally did what they should have done at the beginning, which was bet big on biotech and pharma, because that's what we're good at and stop trying to be the next Austin and just be, you know, be, be Connecticut and play, play to our strengths. And I think once the people came in and did that, I, I think things started getting a lot better and we're starting to see some, some exciting things happen here. Uh, Stanford company was, was acquired today or announced today that they were acquired in digital media, which was kind of interesting. They're called the game agency. Very nice. Uh, are they tied uh, to tip at all or what they're doing hmm? at UConn? Like, are they tied to like the data uh, incubator? No, they, so, so I know the founders and I met the founders in Las Vegas at a conference <laughs> and they're like, you're in Stanford. I'm in Trumbull. We don't we, How do we not know each other? So Jamie and, and her husband, Jamie McDonald and her husband, yeah, they sold to eLearning Brothers, which is a, which was a uh, Inc 500. Nice. Um, which is great, great acquisition, makes all the sense in the world for them, Stanford company, but they stayed below the radar. They never did anything in Connecticut because they never felt like where they were was particularly relevant. And, and I, I'm not sure anybody even knows they were they were here, which is kind of a shame, but it's a nice story to see a, you know, a Connecticut company that just today announced acquisition. I'm probably one of the few people who knows. <laughs> here in the state i i know it's okay it's on linkedin yeah it's okay. it's, it's, it's okay well, also this is going to be live so you know right. it's, it's going to be well um, they were getting acquired but now <laughs> yeah right but um you know i mean so but I, the needle has moved um things are better i don't think they're better in the ways we expected 10 years ago when you know, a whole different group of people were, 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 had their vision here, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad things are, you know, I'm glad things are going to, and, and, you know, the other thing that happened in the state was COVID was really good for Fairfield County. I mean, especially in the real estate area. I mean, now you have a lot of people like sitting in diners and leather pants on a Sunday morning thinking it's like Manhattan brunch, but beyond, <laughs> beyond that. Wow. This is nice and quaint. This diner's, uh, this is cute diner. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so I, I'm, I, I'm looking around and I'm trying to figure out what's my next move. And it's more because at this point, I just want to do something different. And, you know, if that's so, so I'm, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm thinking of Las Vegas, Houston, or Las Vegas, Houston, or Austin or Chicago. I know like completely different places, but I just, I just kind of want a new experience and I want to rebuild this there and mm -hmm. uh you know build a build a new media company in a new place listen i mean Ed, there's uh, the evolution of a person it happens sometimes you need a new location and a new community a new atmosphere well, you it know, is what it is 
I grew up here. I grew up in Trumbull and then Westport, went to Austin, stayed there for uh, 14 years, came back here. This will be 13 years in October that I've been back. No, 12 years in October that I've been back. And I just, you know, I just want to, maybe I'll come back again. I don't know. I mean, I'm single. I don't have a family. I'm not, I'm not in your situation. So moving is a matter of like, you know, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, but I, I think if I had left five or six years ago, I would have left with a sense of bitterness about, you know, all of the infighting that happened about how, you know, how we can help Connecticut grow and what we should do next and then all the agendas. And now things are kind of flowing along and, and you know what, it had nothing to do with me. It was all about, you know, people doing, uh, you know, focusing on the biotech and industries that I'm not in. I didn't mentor a single company that, that, that made it. Um, you know, I argued with people who were correct. I was wrong about some things. I was right about some things, but it's okay. You know, cause I mean, it, it's things started to happen here and, and, and things are improving. And, and I think, you know, now that I see it, I, I, don't, I don't leave with bitterness or blame. I, I'm leaving just, if I leave and I still may not, that's you know, the other places stay here. The other option is it, just, you know, I, I think that, uh, I just want to try something new and that's what life's all about. Right. I don't want, I don't want to be 57 saying, God, I wish I had lived in a big city or mm -hmm. you know something. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to next few months, I'm going to make that choice. I get, I get, I get the vaccine on Wednesday. And so that, yeah, it opens up all the different possibilities. So once, once, I mean, once I get the vaccine, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be like, you know, French kissing wench restaurant staff. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever, yes. whatever. I'm I'm low risk. At gonna, that it, point. Yeah, roaring twenties is back. It's, it's ready right. to go. I mean, you know, it's all. The, 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 I'll lick the floor at the gym. I don't care. I mean, yeah, I. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I will. So I'm not. I. Uh, I'm definitely that type of person where it's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, feed my kid a spoonful of dirt every couple of days just to get the bacteria yeah. and everything. I actually remember when, uh, remember when John, uh, um, Stephen Colbert and John uh, Stewart had that big rally down in Washington. I don't know if you remember that but the Daily Show. I remember one on Ariana January sixth. Yeah, yeah, no, not that, not, oh. no, not that. Geez, not that one. Uh, but they did something. It was very peaceful, and there was a concert mm -hmm. and everything like that. But uh, I remember going Indigo down there. Girls. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, but no, I, I remember going down there and being on the subway and just some. I just like telling somebody, I was like, you know, all these germs are good, and it's just like lift like the the uh, the handrail of, of a subway. And are you are you checked. are you like are a you, free are you a free range? I realize the kid can't walk, but are you a free range parent? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I, I will be, I'll be, a, what do they call latchkey? Just let them go and just like come back, you know? Well, we'll free we'll range is like, you like, you, you drop them in the middle of Manhattan and wave, I think. I think, yeah, but that's only like at like six or seven, not like when they're one or two. Right, right. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm hundred, hundred seconds. Listen, I was, I was I that was type the, of kid. I was in the city last week. I saw like this 12 year old girl <laughs> riding the subway by herself. And I was like, I was like, like initially like horrified. And then I realized my parents were doing that at eight in like a much more dangerous time in the city. You yeah, know? no, my, I mean, my, it's, it's actually kind of funny. My, my, uh, my dad used to always have a story about getting uh, uh, put on a bus when he was five at, or a train at five uh, from West Haven to Hartford. And they would just put him on there and then go meet his sister, like on the other end. And I'd be like, that, that's no way that can't happen. And it's been confirmed multiple times. It's like, oh, yeah, like he was we'd put him on there and they'd wait, get off at the end. Wait <laughs> a minute. We had public transportation like that in Connecticut. 
Well, I think and then it we was ripped like, it all up for no reason. I believe that... so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's still going. It's 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 still old lines, right? Um, but no, no, no. It's uh, it's it's. I will. You know, another thing about this year, and I think you uh, you kind of hit on it about like going on to something else and trying something else, and and you don't want to be you know older and regret not having the opportunity. My, I mean, my wife's a nurse, and she reminds me every few mm. days. She's like. I can be a traveling nurse and travel around the country and live cool places. Like I can go do that. And like, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be held back by you. (laughs) My ex's sister was a traveling nurse. It was a great life. Yeah. She really, she loved it. And so, yeah. And so she's like, listen, I can go down to St. Thomas. I can go here. I can go there. Like, are you coming? Like, I don't want your uh, stuff to kind of hold me back. And it is kind of, again, as an entrepreneur, it's like, part of being an entrepreneur sometimes is having the flexibility to go do new things and try new places and live somewhere else. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's a, that's another thing about being, being content with the work that you're doing. And, and I think that's a, that's another thing this year has happened is that you know many what the people problem like, is though, what is digital nomadism that nobody talks about is that a lot of people get trapped in these places because, you know, you go, you go to Bali and all of a sudden you learn to live on a thousand dollars a month and you can never afford to come back. Yeah. I'm not talking about outside the country right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and St. Thomas, if we were to St. Thomas, it'd be way more. St. Thomas. I, mean, I know Trump didn't know this, but St. Thomas is in the United States. Yes. Yeah. hundred U.S. Virgin yes, Islands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But if, if there's some, you make sure you bring your passport because there's some of the BVIs that you want to go to that you need that passport. So, um, but you, def- uh, you, def- you definitely want to go if you're in the Caribbean. You definitely want to go to St. Martin. And it's not, it's not Martin. Like it's M-A-A-R. Right. Um, Maho beach is cool where the planes land right on your head. But St. Martin is, is, is really a a cool Island. There's a lot of places, you know, that, that in the Caribbean, I I, I like more, unfortunately than the U S Virgin islands. (laughs) Yeah. I've only, I've only been there once. Uh, it was, uh, it was a good trip. Actually one place that I, we, we went to, uh, last year is New Zealand that we went there for our honeymoon. And it's like, oh. you can't get to New Zealand right now. You can't go to do what we, we were doing is traveling all over the country. And I mean, if we went there, we'd have to quarantine for, you know, 21 days just to get out. Yeah. And then it's, uh, but um, it, it was, it was wild, uh, you know, coming back through LA. Um, and then, you know, and, it, and they were testing people from China when we were leaving on January 11th. So like they mm-hmm. were already starting to test people. And it was just like, we we're like, what's going on? But uh, again, glad it's, we I went mean- there. Glad we went there before. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm glad, though. I mean, in a larger sense, we're seeing the tail end of this, Um, you know, and I feel like it's been terrible for the mental health, especially of like teenagers. And we've had a couple of college age interns here and, and, you know, I've talked with them and and it's been really hard on them. This this whole, you know, this just the the opportunities they've lost. I've got one kid who works for us now part time kid. He's 21, but. Um, you know, and, and he's a, he's a video production filmmaking student at Southern and, you know, because of COVID, he missed like a lot of, like a lot of his production classes, you know, and that's really what he was in the major for, you know, I just, you know, it's, 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 it's really, it's, I, I feel like the kids have really lost, you know, every time I hear about like the missed proms and, and, you know, I, I was, I, I am of, I am of the heritage of the Connecticut wrestler, um, I was a wrestler in high school and, and still I'm in touch with people in, in, in the Connecticut wrestling community, whatever that is. And, you know, I mean, that sport's been off for two seasons. Like, it's like they, they have to start over. Yeah. Like, can you imagine for- if you were a talented kid who wanted to play in college, any sport, what yeah. happens to them? I mean, it's, it's really. Oh man. I, and, and, uh, 
I was a, I played football. It was, I remember all my last games. I mean, I didn't go on a senior trip cause I wanted to make sure I played my last game. Like I, like, you know, all that. I mean, I, I would be devastated cause I played. Did you, did you go for, to, did you go to an S class high school? No, I just had a, you know, asshole coach that was like, you know, <laughs> we had like, well, like you a word. Like, you don't for a weekend trip to DC. We're not going to let you play in your last final games as a senior. It's like, well, <laughs> if you said like, hey, guess what sport Eric played? I would have said like cross country. You don't strike me as like having the football build, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I maybe lost a little life, but I was, I was a pretty skinny. I was a middle linebacker and a, uh, a tight end. So uh, I don't know so, what either of those things are, but it's it sounds it's really really good for usually, you. Usually, usually a middle linebacker, outside linebacker, just like short, you know, stocky kind of dudes. Uh, right. But I'm I'm tall and lanky, but uh, that's where the the the, the wide I didn't receiver. have the coordination to play any sport where there was a ball involved. So that left track and wrestling, which is what I did. I was I was fast as hell, and 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 I could uh, you know I could put people on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I. Uh, yeah, basketball and football are my my gig. But again, not, I wasn't I wasn't going nowhere. I wasn't going nowhere. But <laughs> I'd like to. I, I'm looking forward to going to a, a sporting event again. I'm a big sports fan, and and just mm-hmm. I've missed going to get you know going into and seeing a Nets game, just going in at night and seeing a Yankees game, and even going up to Hartford with you know my brother and and the niece and and watching the the yard goats. You know, I just. Yep. I, I, that's something I've really, really missed. And, and watching the games on TV with no crowd just to me is it's no substitute. No. And, and so in, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I, I do want to kind of point out is that like this year I've, uh, you know, I've been blessed with so many good things or, you know, some, a lot of, a lot of shitty things have happened, but it's also, and, and I, like every day I've just been like, you know, like this is a good day. Like, I'm not going to like kind of get down and out that I'm missing out on this or missing out on that or not seeing my friends. And then the past couple of months, it's been like, I'm, it's really taken a toll on me. Like I need to go hang out with my friends. Like I just got to go like, just talk and not interact on, on zoom. Like I just need to go, I, I like going to see my family and having a family dinner. Like that's, that's huge at this point now. Right. Yeah. You know? So, um, so that is, it, it has been something where I have, um, <clears throat> I'm definitely longing for it. I definitely like, uh, you know, having a young child, I like the idea of being able to work at home when need be, but get me back to the office get, or like get me back in, in, in around people doing work. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we're social animals. And I think, you know, I think, you know, who's going to make out well, and, and I don't know if this is enough to like save we work, but I do think there's going to be a huge co-working movement. You know, I, I, would, I think imagine that, that story, imagine that story, a pandemic like saves we were like, you know, this big arc of trajectory of like, you know, just fraud. And all well, this I, I, I'm real, I mean, I'm not I'm not familiar with their <laughs> with their financials or, or what's happened post SoftBank and all that. But I mean, they're still around. They're still marketing, you know, but I mean, anytime I'm in a we 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 office with a we work competitor um, and, and, you know, I mean, anytime I go to a space, it's empty. You know, I mean, our office here in Bridgeport, we're it's it's it, we're with with Regis, which is a little more like we work without the beer and more formality. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's I mean, this place on any given day, maybe there's 10 people in. And we've got an entire floor of, of, of one of the two or three largest buildings in Bridgeport. Hmm. It's going to there's there's going to be some sort of uh, comeback. But I don't know. I don't know if people are going to be betting an office space building over the next uh, over the next say, 18 months or, or so. <laughs> Well, it's going to be it's, it's going to be interesting, huh? It's going to be really interesting to, to see what happens. I, what I, concerns about me is getting people back on public transit. So that gets funded because, I mean, long term, 
we fought so hard to 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 get the public transit here in Connecticut, and it's so mm -hmm. necessary, and I think so important for the future. And 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 to see that to see a setback for public transit, I think would hurt. Yep, yep. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm I'm the the optimist in me is that uh, this whole year was a, a real kick in the butt for everybody, and that it uh, jumpstarts America to kind of just do all the big things that we need to do. Just that yeah, other countries are doing, and, and 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 I mean, high speed rail. The fact that we don't have high speed rail anywhere in the country is, is wild. Um, the fact that you know some other things, like I mean, it's just like I mean, take take the, every other political kind of stuff around it, but like China is well on their way to enacting their plan of becoming a, of you know a leader. Guatemala so like, has high speed rail. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, okay. yeah. You know, I mean, so I did want to say though, I, I think this uh, podcasting thing might take off. I don't know. I think you guys. <laughs> Or in a media that <laughs> it might, it might, yeah. I'm, might, I'm hoping might for just, it. Might, might just, might just take off. Um, yeah. At least people aren't confusing podcasts with iPods anymore. That is, that is a good thing. Um, but I, I also just recently ran to somebody. They're just like, I don't want to call it a podcast. I'm like, well, what are you going to call it? A show? Like, what do you like? What's the point? Like, it's, it's everybody knows what a podcast is. It doesn't matter if you're doing it on video or what. It's like a podcast. Right? Ten years ago, so I didn't want to. I, I did, I did podcasts. I was like, I don't want to call it a podcast because no one knows what that is. Now I'd, now I'd want to do. I'd want to call it a podcast. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually, uh, I went full circle uh, in my life with podcasts because I was an early person uh, listening to them. I was like one of those early Joe Rogan people that I remember when it was just like nonsense and mm -hmm. he didn't actually have anybody good on it. And so I remember over the years, I'd tell people, oh my God, you got to go listen to that guy or listen to this. Or did you hear about this theory? And it's like, where'd you learn about that, Joe Rogan? And it, used, it became like a joke that I'd be like, oh, you learned it on a podcast, right? And now half of those same people have come up to me in the past year and a half, two years. Like, Did you hear about this person? Did you hear you know, about this person? You, you know <laughs> what I like, didn't see off. in podcasting? And, I, and I'm, I, you know, I'm a media guy, so I'm kind of a student of this stuff. But what I did was the short form, limited time podcasts that have done so well. I think that's that's a format that really has, you know, really interesting potential that I think people are going to do more. Because I think some of the highest, like, quality i mean we both know this is not exactly like, you know, <laughs> no no yeah. but you know i mean some of the highest quality podcasts out there are that short like they know they're doing eight episodes and that's it they're done they're out yep yeah no no i like those and i've actually uh um i'm actually doing a pilot right now on one that's anywhere between five to ten minutes and it would just be mm -hmm. short form very again semi off the cuff but semi kind of uh, uh edited and or you know kind of scripted so i I'm, I'm right there with you uh i think it's interesting so um hey, so rogan, that, hey Ro rogan bought what like a 36 million dollar house in austin Oh, probably. And then he's going to buy, I mean, then he's going to buy a whole ranch and do everything. I, like I have, a, I have a, uh, some friends down in Austin. I'll see them next weekend actually. And um, they were looking to buy a house and in the process, they're like, everything has just gone like skyrocketed in this past year. And they're just yeah. like, it's unreal. And I'm like, listen, you should still buy one. You should still probably buy a house. Even if you're trying to move up here, like you'll try to probably make some money. Um, but uh, you know, it's, I, I, uh, on my, on my quest to find a place <clears throat> to settle, I'll be in Austin uh, in May. Very nice. Very nice. I hear they got some good comedy going on down there. So, you know, if you're, you're going to be backstage, so you go, you got to go check it out. So, uh, awesome. well, well, Mark, so, uh, you know, we're, we're wrapping it up here. Um, I guess any, any last words you want to kind of leave people with, um, you know, as we kind of, uh, head out of the pandemic and, uh, and so forth. Well, yeah, get vaccinated asshole. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know if you're going to bleep that or not, but I mean, <laughs> nope, I'm not. If you're, if you're, if you're still worried about like whether or not the vaccine is safe, you know, like like a hundred million people have been vaccinated now in the U.S. And I think like one of them dropped dead. 
so go get vaccinated. It's it's the it's the most important thing you can do right now to to uh, help us move forward, help the economy recover, and 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 get things back to normal. So so go get vaccinated, and and then you know follow your heart. Do do what uh, do it do what uh, gets you uh, excited in the morning. Two two very good uh, things to end on right there. So Mark, thank you very much, and I uh, I uh, hope all the well in uh, your this- continued journeys. Let me tell you something. For my third visit to this podcast, it went just as well as I was expecting. <laughs> See, uh, hey, we got to end on it. We have two quality people here. It just doesn't mean we're going to have quality conversation, right? <laughs> if people are still listening to this at this point, like God bless you. You know, that's that's all I can say. Yeah, and that's Eric, what thanks, we're making thank- this for. We're making this for those people. All right. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. When starting a podcast, one step in the journey is landing a sponsorship. And in 2021, CT Startup is thankful to have two sponsors. One of those sponsors is Connecticut Innovations, or as some people know it, CI, an organization that has been a key player in turning Connecticut into a hub for innovation. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked Connecticut as the fourth most innovative economy in the country. And CI is one of those organizations here in Connecticut that can take credit for that ranking. CI is Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm and is the leading source of financing and ongoing support for innovative, growing companies. By offering equity investments, strategic guidance, and introductions to valuable partners, they are enabling promising businesses to thrive. For more information on how Connecticut Innovations can work with your company, please visit their website, www.ctinnovations.com. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. See you next week.